strength It's a sword of power Sword of power Dragon and earth Soaring through the sky Spread your wings Alex and Katie got divorced, and now it's mom's weekend, so here we go. Girl chat. Girl chat. Gal pals. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Ballin' Out Super. Super. I am. Did you want us to say Super 2? Sorry. Super. Super. <laughs> I am your highly medicated host, Katie Rose Leon. And it is true, you know what? Me and Alex, we uh, we love all of our piss pigs very much. And just because we're getting separated doesn't mean we love you any less. And I hope that you accept your new Alex as your new stepmom. That's right. <laughs> <coughs> Alex, Worldwide Heller is here to replace other Alex. Who's your daddy? It's me. That's right. <laughs> Alex, Worldwide Keller. And uh, I will be eating your fruit snacks kids just know that <laughs> and zookeeper to the stars cosplay extraordinaire and homie who will roll up when i need the most emma bowers <laughs> hello everyone um i'm in a bad place right now our giraffe at work died um i'm currently in the middle of sitting shiva for for the giraffe um i'm in a really bad place right now i shouldn't no. be alone um <laughs> so you're with you're with us um, you know, Emma's doing full Shiva. She's sitting close to the floor on a little stool and all the mirrors are covered. I'm barefoot. Um, uh, DM me. Um, I'll send you my Venmo. We'll work something out. You know, the worst thing about being Jewish is the funeral food is just disgusting. Traditional Jewish food. And really? in such Dude. small portions. <laughs> yes. The oldest joke ever told. Yeah, Alex, uh, when you, what you're supposed to eat if it's like a traditional Jewish food funeral is all the uh what they call dairy which is pickled fish in various types of cream and you're like wow i was sad before <laughs> well guys um uh, as i stated i have a very horrible cold right now and alex is i'm assuming getting blackout drunk and yelled by his wife at a wedding so it's just us gals hey how's it going what's what the fuck is up uh emma's in grief Alex? Uh, I quit my job the other day. That was fun. Woo! Yay! We love to hear it. They love say people it. don't want to work, but God damn it, we really don't. Uh, fucking <laughs> AMC theaters, suck my dick, both barrels, fucking <laughs> chew on that shit. Everyone, by all means, when you go to an AMC, hit the grocery store beforehand. They have all the exact same candy. Fucking open up a soda. What are they going to do? They're only getting paid maybe $10 an hour if they're lucky. They don't give a shit. I I really uh, feel for our listeners that they can't get the full effect of you waving a cigarette around as you're saying <laughs> fuck you to AMC. It really completes the visual package for me. So, Alex, uh, my favorite movie growing up as a disenfranchised teenage girl was Ghost World, and there's a very famous scene in there in which she is forced to upsize at the counter of the movie theater and gets fired. Was it a similar situation for you? Was it a, well, what, what was the breaking point at the AMC for you? Well, let me tell you, uh, fucking, it was a pretty easy job. I signed up and I was like, I'll work whatever, but I'd rather work a uh, box office and maybe learn how to work at your shitty bar that only has like six drinks. And cause I was like, that's easy enough bartending and uh fucking i was doing fine i was at the box office you know fucking for the most part everyone buys their goddamn tickets online so people are just walking in looking at their phones and you're like yeah go inside that fucking door and uh they'll scan you in so i only had to deal with old people and like freaks that still physically <laughs> buy movie tickets and uh so guess what i was on my fucking phone a lot uh fucking because there are hours where nothing's going on 
Yeah. And well, there's nothing also, to fucking do. You're an internet warrior. You're you're you have to be plugged into the mainframe at all times just in case there's a call to action. They should be paying you double for being on watch. Especially they should be, be they should have been fucking paying me triple because I was being very quiet about working for them and uh not putting on blast the fact that Apparently their projectors are all like fucking run by computers. So like multiple times a week, like cry macho and free guy would get swapped and old people would just be confused and angry and there would be nothing anyone could do because they fired all the projectors like probably a decade and a half ago. And fucking now they just have a machine that doesn't work. They got managers that fucking don't know what the fuck they're doing, like, you know, but expect you to do everything. And then, yes, they <laughs> fucking tell you, oh, hey, you need to be on your phone less. And fucking the first day, they just, and they didn't even tell me. They just put, like, a little fucking laminated sign after three weeks there on the fucking monitor. And I was like, all right, I'm putting this down in the cupboard and ignoring this and going back <laughs> on my phone. So the next day, uh, my fucking car was acting up on the way into work, so I was a little stressed. And apparently their concessions manager is just habitually 15 to 30 minutes late to opening up the concession stand. So Box is just expected, because of this charming guy's, you know, tardiness, fucking to uh, open up the goddamn concession stand. So, excuse me, I was doing that. Shitty coffee coming up out of me. Guys, I'm almost out of coffee. Cash app, dollar sign, tower skin. I quit my job. But, um, (laughs) pay me, but... uh, yeah, so fucking I'm like setting it up and I'm like waiting for like the popcorn to fucking, you know, pop because yeah. I'm done with everything else. And I'm like, oh, just to set my mind at ease, I'll look up a garage like, you know, around the area. I got paid yesterday. I'll fucking handle this. And um, then the fucking lady is just like, hey, can you, uh, Alex, you can't be on your shift during, you know, on your phone during shift. And I was like, OK. And then I just walked to the box office, grabbed my fanny pack. Fucking <laughs> clock the fuck. Yay! I clocked the fuck out, Yay. and then I dumped my uh, blue thirty-two ounces of my blue Mio water on the rug. I Yay. wish it had sugar in it because <laughs> then that would attract even more flies than they already have kicking around that piece of shit theater. I feel like grabbing your fanny pack and leaving is such a powerful move. Mm. It's like I mm. will take my. <laughs> Taking my fanny pack and going home. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're free from your AMC corporate overlords. May uh, uh, everyone Vemo, the tower skin himself, worldwide <laughs> killer, comrade. Oh, guys, you, I'm so on so much confidence right now. <laughs> um. Well, I don't know. Anime. You guys like it, right? <laughs> Anime, a- anime is cool. Um, what, what did we watch? We're in the middle of the cell games, right? We're in the middle of the cell games, but we we got we got to fuck around a little longer. And Emma, I was gonna ask you. Um, I just found out that anime comes out all the time and has seasons, and they announce stuff and let you know that it, are you looking forward to anything the last round of announcements um i mean like demon slayer has been the big one it's it's coming back baby ow um, ow. Um. I, I yeah i was like man is that a demon or a train and it turns out the demon is a train baby <laughs> sorry hashtag spoiler alert but if you hadn't seen it by now why are you listening to this bullshit show r.i.p to those eyebrows <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know man like it's like what am i i'm trying to think like i'm like i'm i watch anime um oh, i didn't God. mean to put you on the spot i just you know no I no i have prepared nothing no good. i'm trying to be like i don't know Something's like by word of mouth usually. Um, like I'll be like, "Oh, that's cool. I'll check it out" or something. Like all the anime I'm watching now is like wrapped up. I'm watching Dororo, which is different from Doro Hedoro, just to make everyone's lives more confusing. Um, wait. That- <laughs> yeah. So what? Wait. One is the the guy who's a lizard with the head. That's in his Doro mouth. Hedoro. Dororo is um, an anime based on an Osama Tezuka manga. Right, um, and that's the ninja who the demons took his body. Yes, part. yes, okay. yes. Is there also so, a girl with a motorcycle helmet with kitty ears or something? No, that's um, Dorarara. Oh. <laughs> God, Alex. Yeah, yeah get get Clearly. it together, man. 
Um, and then what else am I watching? I'm also going through Kobayashi Dragon Maid second season. Um, really fucking cute. It's slightly a little horny and just a little problematic um, anime about a nice a nice uh, mask lesbian who finds a nice bubbly dragon maid to be her waifu. It's actually pretty cute. Um. I've almost clicked on that many times, and now that I know what the plot is, I will be watching it tonight. It is queer friendly, baby. <laughs> is she her waifu like on by choice, or is it one of those ones where it's like you're my maid and also my wife now? Um, it's 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 like the harem thing. So she's just sort of unremarkable, and she's like, "Hi, I love you. I'm gonna move in with you and clean your stuff." And she's a little kind of in that weird like. Not, you know, like kind of the one, the one where the character's very like asexual almost about like all these like hot, big tittied women flying around. Um, so she's, yeah. Listen, so it's not like, it's if not... an aggressive, big titty woman wants to forcibly move into my house and clean, I yep. would never object. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the side of it. It's not that weird shield, bleh, shield hero, whatever thing. Like, oh, you're my slave. But I have feelings for you. I mean, problematic listen, I'm prob- kind of. <laughs> I'm problematic as fuck. I love any plot that's like, I bought you at an auction. Now you are my wife. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I actually I w- haven't fucking watched Shield Hero. It's like, uh, this could be either really good or really, really sp- sus. I haven't watched that one yet no, either. No. Alex, do you have any, any no. animes on the docket? Um, well, we did uh, do an episode the other day on my podcast about how, well, I made the case that any given Sunday, the Oliver Stone, uh, Oliver Stone film is, in fact, an anime <laughs> and the great American anime. So I had to watch that three times last week. You know, I uh, well, three times, sir. I like I to know be you thorough. Just lost your job. <laughs> I'm sorry, those aren't your pronouns. Uh, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, I, 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 well, okay. One of my partners once, I had a very like brain explode meme moment when I was, uh, they bought me donuts and we we're in the car and I look up at this big billboard for one of those generic cop shows and they look at me and they say, you know, cop shows are American anime and my brain just exploded. <laughs> and I feel like you can put that into the any given Sunday kind of argument. I mean, if it has a villain of the week and this and that, maybe. But even then, I don't know. I feel like that's a weird stretch. I here's the thing. Um, me, me, and my partner are doing the oh, like we're gonna watch a bunch of horror movies. Um, and I watched. I do not know how this is pronounced because it's in Italian. How you pronounce it? Giallo. The, oh, the, G- Giallo horror. Yes, oh. so we're watching a Giallo horror. So the pronunciation. I knew how to and say is, something. Yes, it is Argentinos Fenomena. I imagine oh. that's how it's called. Okay. And I was like, this is it's an phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. No. This. No. It is an anime. It is about a school girl. At a boarding school who has a special power yeah. who can talk to insects and she becomes like buddies with a chimp. Yes. I'm like, this is That's anime. An anime. <laughs> That's an anime. It's uh <laughs> well, it's especially anime-ish because for those of you not familiar with the film, it uh, has a very nonsensical ending, and you're just supposed to go with it in the same thing. And there's a lot of uh reactions that make no sense because it's directed by an Italian man and then dubbed in English. And fun fact, Jennifer Connelly is in that movie. And then uh, there's this horror point and click on Super Nintendo called Clock Tower. And they just straight up put her in that game. They're like, I love that movie that Jennifer Connelly talks the bugs in. What if I just put her in this video game? But but does it have a chimp? Because I kind of... I feel bad because I'm like, look, humans in Argento films are treated terribly. I don't want to think about what that chimp went through, but I'm very endeared by Inga the chimp. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is before a lot of uh, coding and it was Italy. So who knows? He did get a pack of cigarettes every day as per his contract. Those full on monkey cigarettes. Cigarettes for all. I'm going to vamp for a minute while I crack open this email. I definitely have to log into. Uh, I mean, I do love a spooky movie. It is the spooky movie season. That's pretty much all I've been doing when I've been conscious and not on cough medicine. What are you doing, phone? I'm not a horror movie person at all. I'm honestly not either. It's been kind of cool to watch stuff. And I find like 
enjoyable because I think I'm like really sensitive. So there'll be like some, I don't know, there'll be like a nightmare on Elm Street. And it'll be like nightmare on Elm Street, like 10, one no one likes. And Freddy Krueger will like blow up some teen's head and then pop it like a balloon and be like, once you pop. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh no, oh no. Oh, I feel so terrible for this teenager played by a 30 year old man. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Alex. I don't like a lot of horror. It's kind of been neat to find ones I like actually enjoy. <laughs> I mean, the real world's like scary enough. Why don't you read the freaking newspaper, you know? <laughs> my, my joke, I say joke very loosely, is like there's two sides. You have these people who have like undergone like just a lot of childhood and even like adult trauma. And it is far sides of the pendulum. They can only watch like... um. <laughs> What is it? They can only either watch Steven Universe or Solo. They can, like <laughs> either or. Like you have two groups. I'm like I don't fit either of those. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sometimes you gotta forge your own path, mm-hmm. and that's how mm-hmm. we have all ended up here on this very well curated show. When I was like, I realized the two of you were gonna be my guests for my Sleepy Katie show. I'm like, this is great. This is just such a confluence of powerful minds. Mm, a meeting of the minds. Absolutely. <laughs> Who's ready to talk about Dragon Ball Z? Yeah. yeah. You know, much like the Super Saiyans of yore, I didn't take my medicine and I suffered for it. But look at me now, hosting a podcast. This is episode 89 of Dragon Ball Super Kai titled Battle at the Highest Level. Goku goes all out. I will say upon observation, Goku does in fact go all out. And in fact, this is mostly fighting. It's a That's great why we episode. have Worldwide yep. Yep. here to give us play-by-play commentary. Oh, yeah, we definitely, uh, I mean, we're looking at some knuckle locks, some double axe handles, uh, a lot of fucking, you know, joint manipulation. A lot of stuff yeah, going on. A lot of groundwork here. Uh, we open up just to, to set the stage, and we have the lookout, which I'd like to remind everybody that Dende was taken from everyone he's known and love after suffering a full genocide, brought to Earth as a pet project, and now lives alone in the sky with a grieving Mr. Popo. This scene was really upset, like, not upsetting, but, like, unsettling. Like, Popo's, like, over his shoulder, like, in the distance, just talking at him. Not really to him. To be very fair, I just find it unsettling in general to see Mr. Popo. Like, I mean, um, um, like, Dragon Ball Super at least had the decency to kind of quietly erase this caricature. Yeah. It is true that the staging of the shot had a lot of tension because we have young Dende looking over the edge of the lookout with his giant staff that he got from uh, Kami. Kami. Yeah. And then Popo's doing that thing where he's looking at him a little too intensely. He's like, that was my lover's favorite staff. (laughs) Just. Hum to yourself quietly and listen to the music of the universe. And Dende's like, yo, you guys left me up here with no adults. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, definitely. (laughs) This is like one of two parts in this episode where I'm like, you know, given if a different filmmaker or writer were given this property, they could like I could see Stanley Kubrick like, you know, just nailing this scene right here. It's really unsettling. It's very, like, <laughs> sort of like, I mean, it's a weird sort of little St. James in the sky. Fucking. Uh, well, guess what? Dende senses. Goku, he's fighting Cell. Did you guys know that? Oh, here we go. Uh, we suddenly pan down to Earth. And once again, it's funny that Alex is name dropping famous directors because they were really going uh they're really trying some stuff on this one you know what i mean so you you hear the sounds of a fight and there'd be these quick cuts of like weird uh, artistic angles of cell's ring that he built it seemed very unnecessary and then it- we do a weird pan up trunks's sexy thighs to his junk and he's like wow i can't believe this this is nuts, all the Z-Boys say. They're going so fast. <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, Gohan is like stone-faced through all this. And I had the thought that Gohan had to have gotten some therapy after high school, right? 
I, that's kind of the thing. And especially in Super, it's sort of like, he's like trying to like have a job and stuff and have a family. And I feel he's doing that thing where you're like, well, I'm an adult now. And clearly some of the problems I had with my toxic family was a result of me just being young and confused and a teenager going through much. And then he keeps trying to kind of heal or make amends or kind of work with with Goku um and and Goku like um like like adult alcoholic sort of frozen in that time that they started drinking um <laughs> or in Goku's case was dropped on his head yeah. and Gohan appears to kind of be in that place of I clearly cannot really make amends of this family member and I perhaps need to distance myself yeah, a little bit I feel like him and Videl like had this like weird post-grad moment where she's like oh my god I'm like the daughter of a narcissist and he's like oh my god my dad wasn't there and they were just trying they're just off trying to build like as normal of a life as you can in a career of carrying unmarked boxes in like a town that's constantly under siege but also owned by your family friend (laughs) (laughs) well all I'm saying is if they make it canon that uh Gohan went to therapy I haven't always been the uh, best at seeking and maintaining a good mental health care sort of regimen. And if they uh, fucking, you know, made that canon, maybe I'd give it a shot. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, representation matters. Do you guys know about mental health? Are you aware of it? Of (laughs) mental health? Sorry. I've been really on this tip lately that it really disturbs me how mental health has become a subculture instead of, like, something you should be doing. <laughs> it's something that you put on the fucking back of, like, a goddamn cut-off uh, denim vest. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> no, God, the, Insta- the Instagram algorithm, like, is bombarded me. So it's either, like, servals people are keeping as pets or, like, it's okay to trauma dump on people you don't know. And if anyone tells you otherwise, then that's just something neurotypicals just don't understand. Top ten things <laughs> neurotypicals don't get going up to them and talking for 30 minutes about your lightning mcqueen and preg fan fiction oh i'm like "Mm." guys i you know (laughs) as a woman with diagnosed add i just don't get the space i deserve in this world like a i should be able to be a dick to whomever i want at all times and i truly believe this it started off as a bit but let me be a dick to you not you two though i love you Anyway, rant aside, Gohan, it's okay to ask for help. And that's why this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp.com. Just uh, put in a balling out super and someone will show up to your house. (laughs) Anyway, they fight. And this episode is going to be so hard to talk about because when it's really good fighting, there's not a ton to get into. But you know what? I ain't mad. So they, they... they are going so fast. There's kickies and punchies. And at the beginning of this fight, Cell punches Goku in the face like a lot. And I thought that was pretty cool. And uh, they try to keep fighting. They try to keep landing a hit on each other. But they're both instant transmissioning so fast that they can't get one in. Yes. And uh, eventually, uh, I believe, is it this where there's a cutoff where uh, Goku takes a knee to the gut? Or does he knee a uh, cell in the gut? There's like so many moments of this that I like. They're like hard specifically like track. three. There are definitely like three different gut shots in this, and yeah, like I, I feel like no one, one works. Yeah, no one works their fucking abs in the Dragon Ball universe at all because <laughs> one shot in the gut and everyone is every time doubled over. You know what? That is an excellent observation. These are like the strongest people in the universe. Yet it seems like you just punch them in the belly just once and you're good for at least 10 minutes, bro. 10 seconds, 10 minutes. I mean, whatever it is. I mean, time is definitely. It's shown in pacing. You know, Cell is very excited by this. He's like, my, this is what a battle should feel like. Meanwhile, we cut to the B squad. Mr. Satan and crew are on the side just trying to make sense of what they're seeing. Uh, He claims that they're using camouflage, but they're moving so fast that they can't see them, and they realize that, in fact, they're in the sky because they can fucking fly, Mr. Satan. And Mr. Satan makes uh, excuses for this. He says uh, that, you know, it's like, what, wires or some shit? Yeah. 
And this reminds me of me whenever I have to deal with baseball, where uh, I'm of the firm belief that uh, baseball's fake. It's a bunch of holograms and sound effects and bullshit that the aliens gave us in the 1800s. Because, hmm. wait, Katie, have you ever hit a home run? You know what? Alex, now that you said it, I, I have not hit a home run before. Emma, have you hit a home run? No. No, I have not. Thinking about well, it. Well, I've never fucking hit a home run. <laughs> Nobody's ever hit a fucking home run. It's bullshit. You know, that would explain why people like Big Petey can can hit those home runs. Because, you know, you look at them and you're like, you're a little, you're a little square marshmallow body, Pete Alonzo. How can you be hitting these home runs you simply must not be real <laughs> the I, alien smiled upon him i just always thought like um before before like all right so my theory is like baseball players all used to be like really good because because of all the steroids um but then they started making the marvel movies and they said you know we we need to take this generic actor and put them on steroids so we can put them in a suit that's going to be primarily cgi effects um and uh, that's why that's why no one's good at baseball anymore. I'm not. Don't don't tell me if baseball is good or people are still good at baseball. I'm I'm just standing by. I this. won't. I won't tell <laughs> you. Thank you. Don't worry. Um, I would love to get on that Marvel diet. Make me famous. Uh, so it's at this point <laughs> that Krillin's like, no, don't ring out. And I'm like, oh yeah, there's like ring out rules currently in effect. And it's Virtual pull- Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> Ring out. Uh, so they uh, immediately, Cell is like, yeah, I don't want to play by those rules anymore, so we're just going to Dragon Ball Z this shit and say no thank you. And real quick, he decides that he's going to blow up the whole ring. And it's a very dramatic moment. Uh, Goku screams for everyone to get away, and then they do this cut where they show 16 just staring at the sky, dazed out, <laughs> and you see Vegeta literally doing like a little sneaky, like, I'm just going to go before this gets fucked up block. <laughs> I Fuck love it that up. when it gets heated, G- Vegeta's just like, peace. <laughs> oh, Vegeta was just uh, fucking sipping on his like McDonald's fountain spite throughout this whole thing. All right, you guys, like, um, Vegeta's just setting healthy and clear boundaries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Cell uh, puts a giant hole in the ground. Um, and it's the size of the Grand Canyon. And yet, uh, guess what? Everyone's, like, just fine. <laughs> like, they have a drawing where they have 16 had protected the Mr. Satan crew of, like, normal people. And the scaling gets fucked up where 16 looks like a Mack truck and the rest of them are little people. <laughs> yes. And then the animators just kept going with that where then at some point, Mr. Satan is literally two people taller than everyone else. I was going <laughs> to say, Mr. Satan was on that good gas. <laughs> <laughs> Which once uh, again, going, this is my second point where a better filmmaker or somebody could uh, tell a better story. Mr. Satan, like, you know, his creeping realization that he's, like, a fraud. Like, you know, it's played for laughs in this, but I feel like there's all sorts of, like, rationalizations and, like, you know, reactions that he goes through off-camera that are really dark that, you know, could be explored and fleshed out. Yeah, like, you know, he he has to face his mortality, that the fact that he ain't shit, he won't isn't shit, and he never will be shit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's an earth shattering realization. That That's has. why he's giving Goku all that money though in Super, I think. And like he says it like, oh, just don't tell anyone I'm a fraud. But I think it's his own. Like he's like, no, no, no. It's 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 okay. To live this life because I'm financially providing for this. Oh damn, <laughs> man no, child. Literally the whole crux that starts Super is is when he gives Goku all the money to like keep it hush (laughs) (laughs) Goku's like I don't have to get a job oh wait yeah there's more fights to be had (laughs) thanks Mr. Satan Uh, so you know now Cell's like the whole world is our ring now Goku aren't you horny for death and he's like I sure am neato burrito and then they go off again I'm gonna say it I had a weird realization on this episode and uh, that's that uh, Cell's hot Duh, he's yeah. the perfect man. <laughs> he's fucking wild hot, and it's not even because of the Cell Force shit. It's like, no, Cell hot. 
Well, it's because he's that perfect combination of wildly confident, but also like a little bit of a sassafras. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely got this little bit of sass to him. Because like Cell, uh, um, Frieza has no sense of humor. Well, you feel like Cell sometimes has a little laugh. Like she has. We a have chuckle. fun here. <laughs> It's at this point where there's like a curly Q crazy beam and then Cell is doing all sorts of beams and then Goku's beaming and like little rocks are flying to everyone's face exfoliating the shit out of them. And uh, and they, that's when they go hand to hand. What is that? Feet of strength. The, Feet of strength. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, the Greco-Roman knuckle lock. Yeah, they lock up, right? Masawa right. and Kobashi were watching that and they were like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to mimic what you're doing, but I look like I'm doing like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and well, Alex are funny. doing wrestler hands, and then Emma's wrestler doing hands. a little like, Naya, Naya cat. <laughs> well, it's funny because, like, on a voice acting front, um, I was like stoned as hell watching this episode last night. And towards the end, when Goku's all, like, you know, spamming, like, you know, the Gallic gun or whatever. You can like, you know, just with your hands at your side go da 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 and you get something. But if you put your hands up and you actually go da 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 you get so much more out of it. You know, and that's what they call the the method of, of voice acting. Well, it's true when you watch this, like behind the scenes, that's what people are doing. And I just I uh I feel like we all need a time machine to get back in on the early days of dub anime when the bar oh my was really God. low mm. to get in. <laughs> You know the guy the guy that's uh doing Cell's voice just has his hands on his hips the whole time? Oh yeah, she's feeling it. <laughs> Those she's, older, she's... like older anime dubs are amazing because they're either like doing a Winnie cartoon voice or it's someone just talking. They're like, No, don't do it. I'll stop you. <laughs> oh yeah, like the classic uh speed racer. Hey you stop, stop or I'll stop you. Well like um um I was gonna say Alex, you know, like Project Aiko and it's not even like voice acting, it's someone reading words. <laughs> uh I, my partner Project is... Aiko. Oh my so god. So good. One of good. my partners is watching through the original Gundam and they recently redubbed it, but because of like relatively but um but it's still 70s anime pacing so everyone's talking like this and it's like the voice acting's not that bad but you have to get it in <laughs> my favorite is um the original berserk anime famously has a blooper reel and yes. some of them are problematic because it's the 90s but you know hearing guts do like arnold schwarzenegger impersonations is uh (laughs) (laughs) i miss uh if you remember like the steamline or streamline pictures era of anime and anime dubbing where like it was obviously like the same like six people and like half of them were like from ninja turtles or whatever (laughs) so you just have leonardo being uh fucking i don't know max sterling and robotech or like this (laughs) or that yeah or, but you can go back even further to like uh, early, like oh my god, I used to have a tape of uh, Captain Harlock. Uh, yeah, the Captain Harlock series from the late seventies, and that one was like from the Speed Racer. We don't give a shit. Just put English words on it, where it's like, hey, what's that? I don't know. It's a, but it's big and black, and it's coming right for us. You know, fucking Scooby Doo in the game. Shit. Um. So yeah, Goku does do a ridiculous beam where he's like berating him but we're not quite that because goku emerges from a cloud of dust that sell you know there's a lot of dust on this plateau you guys and he goes straight up into the sky and he does the kamehamehameha look i said it hands um (laughs) and it reminded me that at this point in dragon ball z people still think that shit's a big deal so he does (laughs) it and everyone's like Oh shit, we're all gonna die. You can't be thinking of pointing that at the earth. And I'm like, it's the first time in Dragon Ball Z where you're like, well, at this point, like, we blew up a planet. We did, like, a spirit bomb. Like, I think we're gonna be okay, but maybe not. Everyone's freaking out. And then uh, he does a psych out. He instant transmissions so that it's pointed right at Cell's little belly. And as Alex pointed out, weakest part of the man. He's soft <laughs> in the gut. He uh, lets the beam out, and he cell literally goes, 
ah, shit, no. And I'm like, oh, it's weird to see a villain just, like, genuinely be like, ah, fuck. And he blows him up. Now, here's the thing. Dragon Ball, we're still in, like, spitting up guts time, but this was, like, genuinely one of the most violent things I've seen on the show where they just show Cell's corpse, and he's all, like, charred and, like, a stump. And you're like, oh, shit, he, like, killed him, which you don't usually let him do. Just a bunch of gray goo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and everyone's like, There's oh, a really shit, hilarious just... pan here. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, please, oh, come, I guess. Sure. Fucking, <laughs> there's like the reaction shot where like, you know, it's the whole Greek chorus fucking Z fighters. And they're drawn they horribly. The... <laughs> they're drawn abysmally. I don't even know if this is like the Kai redraw. No, but, I like, think this was just an off day at the Toriyama like... Studios. <laughs> And there's, like, just this, like, slow pan that just, like, somehow, like, characters, like, shift in and out of... It just looks like absolute trash gobbledygook. Yeah, and it's all, like, the the C-Squad, so it's, like, Tien, like, damn, that sucks, and, like, Krillin with the wrong size arms. And for some reason, the drawing of Yamcha made me laugh so fucking hard. Because he's so fucking happy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not just like oh shit we did it everything's fine he's and he's like, like let's facing. go <laughs> i rolled us a blunt let's go we're going to get some shots and then he's like why is everyone so serious and everyone's like yopcha you fucking tool <laughs> dumbass you simpleton you fucking mark they also do my favorite thing that they do in drag ball where they just go to some normal people who've been watching this on tv <laughs> and they're yeah. just like Okay, I guess it's over. Whoever that, that guy like, is. No, I was thinking about that because, um, yeah, Bulma and Baby Trunks go up to Master Roshi's house. And it's, she's talking about it like, oh, we just thought it'd be like, like the way you come over to someone's house to watch the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. Not like a life and death battle. She's like, oh, I just thought we could watch it here. You have a better TV than I do, Bulma. Well, like, no, no. She says you can explain to me what's going on. That's what she says. To be <laughs> fair, like we talk about Goku being a brain dead psycho, but Bulma is like a stone cold soul soulless capitalist like she girl boss gatekeep gaslight girl boss yeah like she's fucking stone cold like not a like she's just thinking about how she could profit off of this man she's like well if mostly everyone's dead then housing's gonna be expensive (laughs) i mean yamcha definitely dodged a bullet but also if he had caught that bullet he'd have a job and a career and a life so i mean (laughs) who knows there's that Seen in like the first episode of GT, which I know isn't canon, but you have Trunks and his like, you know, job he got from his mom, where she's making him like run the company. And the idea of having Yamcha in that role too is like very funny to me. It's like a very like Keanu Reeves moment where it's like he's wearing like cut off sleeves but a tie, and he's like. <laughs> Got your reports, babe. <laughs> like, during the scene, I was like, Yamcha, just take off your gi and go home, man. What are you doing here? Oh, I mean, like, God. Like, I mean, you want to go into, like, tr- there's some other director, another story. There's another story about Yamcha just being like, wow. Like, the very first, like, Dragon Ball Z battle, I died. And I just never had the decency to just give up and just, you know, live a life somewhere else. <laughs> This is why I have love for problematic favorite Master Roshi. Because out the gate, he's like, I'm an old man. I'm just going to sit home and watch this and chain smoke. Like, fuck (laughs) y'all. Yamcha, you should be there too. Go hang out with Korra and Yajirobe. They clearly got it going on up there. They got pizza rolls for days. He just Uh, hasn't gotten the memo from his own life yet. He'll figure it out. Yeah. So, you know, everyone's like, you know, y- Yamcha's like, hooray, Cell's dead. And everyone's like, no, he's not. And Goku's like, I sense his energy. And you sit there like, then hit him again, Goku. <laughs> nope. Uh, the corpse jumps up to its feet, which it was kind of an unnerving animation. <laughs> and the butthole of the corpse shoots out Cell, fully forming goo. And he's like, surprise, it's me, <laughs> the perfect man. <laughs> I had a thought about this. Um, so... Obviously, like the top half of his body got blown out, so his but his brain still exists within the rest of him. <gasps> so the brain is in the, the his crotch. No, probably. I'm saying Bates his whole body butt. is a brain, but then also by that logic, his whole body is a dick. Um, 
Emma, this is where your expertise come in. What animals have a, like a like multiple brains or neurosystems uh, like I that? I mean, like there's animals like sea jellies and they don't really have brains. They're just like a mass of like neurons if that makes sense i totally. mean i don't know i can't like i mean you know I, my, my whole panel i do at conventions i talk about piccolo a lot so i'm like <laughs> so i don't want to even be like oh he's based on this animal or something it's just this hyper like like i said like i feel like a cell you go beyond like zoology fun animal facts you know and you go into actual like biology which i am actually very bad at so all i'm guessing is like um something something rna mitosis allows for rapid um um breaking the blood brain barrier and that's yeah. why cells entire body is his brain and reproductive organs well yeah you're wearing glasses <laughs> so i say yeah that sounds like science to me baby. 100 percent. mitosis whatever baby we love women in stem <laughs> yes yes i platform women and non-binary in stem and not working at amc <laughs> <laughs> all the letters are here. We're all here, baby. That's why Alex, Alex, you're canceled. Actually, he got what? black. He got not you, Alex. My other Alex. Oh, oh God, okay. this is problematic as shit. Uh, Alex Batak decided to get blackout drunk so he, he could platform us today. And that was really nice of him. Well, uh, you know, there's like, you know, they tell women to lean, bet, lean in. Sometimes men need to <laughs> lean back, lean back. <laughs> Lean yeah. all the way back. Listen to, what was it, Fat Joe that said lean back? <laughs> Who said lean back? <laughs> well, I know Ludacris said get back, get back. You don't know me like that. but <laughs> That's true. Uh, so anyway, they, they go into Fisty's punchies again, and Goku gets fucked up. He does get punched in the stomach and then in the face and into the ground, and this is when Goku starts doing the thing you described earlier, Alex, of him doing the extremely rapid fire beams, <laughs> and it's very um, uncouth. Usually, there's a beautiful elegance, almost like a ballerina, to the fights of Dragon Ball Z. This I, I can only describe as spamming. Uh, yes, he is pressing X down B all day, baby, and uh, and wouldn't you know it, the magic of Dragon Ball Z Kai editing really goes off the rails here, where they just suddenly cut off and they're like, that's the episode. <laughs> that was a killer. Uh, you also missed a great part where they paused in between fisties and punchies and just panted and stared at each other. Oh, yeah, it was very <laughs> sexual. Yep. And it was like I'll for like 10 seconds. It was like spaced out. And then, of course, it was Cell that broke the silence there. Yeah, he's like, so what are you doing after this? <laughs> You want to get something? You seem to have energy to go all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time to rate and review this wonderful episode. Uh, out of seven Dragon Balls, what do you guys give this? Let's start with Emma. Um, I guess like five, you know, it's just one of those things where like Kai is the edited version. But last time I was on, we were still at the Cell Saga. And it's like, yeah, things happened as we described, but like nothing really like crazy or iconic, but it wasn't absolutely like bland or pointless either. So like, I guess five, a respectable show, respectable episode. <laughs> uh, Alex, what do you, what do you uh, rate and review this? Well, you know, this one is like, you know, some prime uncut fucking Dragon Ball Z. Lots of fighting, not a lot of horse shit and talking. But um, I do have a problem. So this is almost a seven fucking ball episode. <laughs> but that opening theme song, which I know you hate and I love. <laughs> they did this goddamn thing dirty, letting the vocal cast just fart around on it. <laughs> and... Um, also, the ending song, I don't know what the fuck that is, but actually, once it hits the chorus, that one's pretty good. But still, six out of seven <laughs> fucking Dragon Balls. I'm going to have to give this six out of seven as well. This is why you're here. You're here for the fighting. Um, there was some stuff I didn't love, like, editing-wise, but, like, you know what? At the end of the day, I just want some... Some spamming beams, some banter, and some some lighting it up. And genuinely sad that Alex Petak couldn't have seen this because I know he just would have stood up and clapped. Good job, everyone. Good rate and review. <laughs> I believe we have an email. I am trying to find it. I did not prepare. 
give me two seconds. Here I go. It's time for Dragon Give me some of that Dragon You guys ready? Yeah. Born ready. This email comes from listener Delia. And the title of this email is, and this is why I picked this one out. It says, appealing more to the ladies. Mm. (laughs) Because this is girls night over here. Yeah. Hey there, ballers. Gonna give you a few suggestions to appeal more to the many ladies in your audience. Okay. Um, this seems more like less questions and more of a direct call to action. So maybe you guys, as people who are former listeners, now homies, can like <laughs> uh, chime in on this as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say, number one, discuss your feelings more. <laughs> Women love talking about feelings. I can't tell what this tone of this email is yet so we're gonna find out together <laughs> guys will sometimes talk about sports or martin scorsese movies it's sort of like that except you talk about feelings instead <laughs> to start how about katie rose leon asks alex how he is emotionally doing and alex cries a little piss baby i think this would really <laughs> boost your views okay so appealing to me i love appealing to me do you guys feel like we don't talk about our feelings enough on the show? Uh, I want there to be more reaction. I want you to be like, I, I felt sad um, when when Vegeta got punched. Um, I felt happy when um, um, Gohan said, you know what, Goku, you've never really been there. And me and Videl have decided that we just don't really want you around um, Pam anymore. When I saw Mr. Popo standing over Dende's shoulder as Dende looked down, fucking thinking about jumping off that goddamn ledge, I felt uneasy. And I feel grateful for the two wonderful guests, Emma Bowers and Alex Wilbride Keller. But you know what? There's there's a couple more bullet points here. Hmm. Two, compliment your audience more. Women often need more compliments than men. Reassure your audience that emailing you does not mean they are a loser between jobs and nothing else to do. Okay, here's the thing. Guys, I know you're trying to be funny when you write me these emails. I don't like it when you put yourselves down. That's not comedy, Mm. okay? Mm. That's just putting yourself down. It's punching that's punch, that's not punching down. That's punching (laughs) inwards, inside. Dangerous punching. And you know what? Mom doesn't like that. Three, Katie, to help attract female audience, post more thirst traps. Well, I do that, but (laughs) guess what, bitch? It's behind the lock. So if you have a sketchy account, I'm not going to add you back. So you might be wondering, Katie, what's a sketchy Instagram account? Well, if you have zero followers and you're just following me, I'm not going to follow you back. I'm sorry, babe. But uh, women love when Katie Rosalion posts thirst traps. That's true. Uh, And women always talk about it to me. Uh, it is certainly not parasocial creepy, blah, blah, blah. It says Alex just was thirst up to Alex doesn't have a Alex Patak doesn't have a, a Instagram anymore. Um, but I know Alex Worldwide Keller is the queen of the thirst trap. And I will tell I, you that I am a big fan of Worldwide Keller's uh, Instagram story thirst traps. They're highly effective, especially for dirt bags in your area. Hey. <laughs> uh, the last of this says discuss. Oh, my God. Now you're just making me annoyed. Uh, the fourth one of this is discuss the philosophy of Armandio Borghera and the immovable tenets of Marxism. He laid out. I don't like philosophy, okay? I'm a dumb bitch who likes to drink soda. Sorry. If you can't, if you can't tell me in a fucking meme or a podcast or a goddamn care. dancing TikTok video, fuck you. It says women love when you discuss philosophy. And blah, 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 and the immovable tenets of Marxism. Marxism, yours, Delia. Here's the thing. Uh, I have problems. I love socialism. That's for a different show that I won't be on because this is about anime. But, Delia, I am glad you wrote in, even though I can't tell if this email is trolling us or insincere. But either way, don't be scared to write us emails. But I do encourage them to be short. And with that, I hear a sound, a roaring around the bend. What's that sound? Oh, shit, it's the plug train. Plug-a-plug-a-choo-choo. 
I have a YouTube channel. Um, it is buried under the algorithm of um, Squid Game recap, ending of Squid Game, explained, top 10 craziest deaths in Squid Game. So please watch my YouTube channel. Try to pull it out from under that algorithm. If you have the monies, I have a Patreon too, and you should give me monies like it's like $2 and you can see my videos ahead of time. Or if you have like another tier idea, um, I'm down. I'll do it. Um, you can find me and my YouTube videos at Hyenas and Gin. That's also my Twitter where I plug my YouTube videos. Please watch my YouTube videos. I did a whole one on the old Telltale game, The Wolf Among Us, where I ended up intensely criticizing social structures. Spoilers, healthcare is good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Emma's video, even though I publicly go on rants about how I'm dumb and don't like philosophy. But the thing is, I do. But I like it when Emma does it. Yay. Uh, Alex, what you got? It's because I'm dumb, well, too. Let me see. <laughs> well, let me see here. Uh, first off, you can follow me on Twitter at the Tower Skin. Get a lot of really great, just dumbass thoughts <laughs> out of there. Uh, I have a podcast, Board to Life, Cleveland Podcore, Worldwide, Board Number Worldwide? Two Life. Uh, fucking, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, at board number two, a life pod. Let me see here. Uh, I recently got into the podcast editing business, so, you know, getting my D getting my DMS, uh, I can offer some hourly rates. I do pretty good work. I've been editing my roommate's show X over podcast, a couple of, uh, it's like a long Island, uh, couple of friends. Uh, one of them is a trans girl, my roommate, Veronica, great gal bunch of nerd shit they're fun as hell uh watch emma's videos i'm on a lot of them uh, doing some <laughs> voice acting yes doing uh, lots of punching at the air i was also gonna say if you, if you are like i need i need someone to do voice acting who's available and has fast turnaround um and will not vanish into the ether um i alex comes highly recommended very very talented send me like an audition tape be like oh no what do you think i laugh my ass off i'm like done i didn't listen to the I full thing <laughs> it's just good I love this. <laughs> but the plug train does not other. end because <laughs> god damn it speaking of punching earlier uh worldwide workouts that's right i made a series on home fitness during the pandemic and you can watch that at bug tv plus use promo code worldwide to get a free one week trial to motherfucking worldwide workouts and a bunch of other content this the 30th of this fucking month in Philadelphia, the weird world, myself and the weirdster Evan Ambrose are reuniting for the first time in wow. two fucking years. Let's go. Yay. Laying down an open challenge. So whoever the fuck shows up to the photo club in Philadelphia, it's a benefit show for the uh, Philippines healthcare workers. Mischief night mayhem. Spooky season. Go watch some wrestling. It's going to be good. Cash app dollar sign tower skin. And hey, speaking of thirst traps, uh, if go. you want to see me uh, fucking in Goyle's clothes, uh, I don't know, maybe doing some other freaky shit, check my link tree. There's an OnlyFans link in there. That's my plugs. Yay. Yeah. My man hustling, and I love <laughs> to see it. Uh, if you have a Giant Bomb subscription, apparently I still have a show on Giant Bomb called Al Bummer where we discuss albums that suck. I think last week the Sting Shaggy episode went up. If you didn't know, in 2015, Sting and Shaggy made an album together that should not exist. The wrestler or the, or the, the guy from the police? <laughs> you know what? Great question. The man from the police. <laughs> okay, making sure. Uh, totally valid in this context. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Katie Rose. Thank you for listening. And as always... Thank you for being here with us at Ball and Out Super. See you next week. Super! 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 Uh -huh.